0: GM, 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 GM. Give me just a second, guys. Getting everything set up here. If y'all would like to join as a speaker, feel free to hit that request button. I will bring you guys up here in just a bit. Rooster, what's going on, man? Well, I, shoot, I mean, I... I thought that you were up here as a speaker. You were not. No, it's not a big deal. We'll get some of you guys up here in just a second as we get going with this. I need to send a tweet out here in just a second.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up? So, yeah. I had a great day at the mountain. Um, so having a, a chill night.
0: Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. I just got back from a little late golf sesh myself. Um, yeah, I love it. We, uh, my, my community group, like through my, uh, through my church, we do these, you know, hangout things. Instead of just doing the Bible study every single week, we switch it up every here and there. And what we've basically decided on is that, like, our thing is golf. Whenever we have a free night, we're doing it. We just go out there and golf, and it is amazing. So, um, it's not as fun as, like, you know, you've got me beat as far as the, you know, going to a mountain, though. I mean, the mountain beats that out all day, every day. So...
1: Yeah, I was uh, I went to when I haven't been to yet out here. I went to Copper Mountain today. Um, really, You've never I really been to enjoyed copper it. Before. Nah, not not to bored. Yeah, no, nah, I haven't been to Copper before, so I was shredding out Dude. there, bro. I was zooming.
0: Copper was my very first mountain to ever ski, believe it or not. So I, I'm a big fan of Copper. It has a special place in my heart.
1: Bro, I don't know if they had these when you went up there, but they have like a, the first time I ever seen it, you know, I've been in gondolas since, you know, that's got one at my home mountain, but, um, they had like a wind shield on, uh, one of the lifts and you could just like pull it down in front of you, kind of like the bar. And then, uh, this dude that was riding up with us was like, y'all want to smoke a joint? And so we just hot box the, the lift, like the whole
0: way up. She was awesome. Wait a windshield. So uh, I mean, you're not talking about like a boxed-in gondola. You're talking about just like a normal a lift chair lift with... with like literally like a, a visor, like a like an
1: enclosed like visor that like comes down over it.
0: No, I uh, I don't think they did have that back whenever I went. So I mean, it's been a while since I've been up there. Um, need to get back up and do it ASAP. Um, but no, man, I mean, they, (laughs) things are not that fancy for me. I don't know if you remember though, man, like I, whenever I tell my story about learning how to ski, that is the one I'm talking about though, as far as going up on that mountain, right? Like, and, you know, after going up on that mountain and climbing, you know, whenever you, uh, there's a massive green right there at the very beginning. And, like, that green so casual, you know, it's chill, nothing too crazy. But it was my first time ever on the mountain. And, like, that's where my friends abandoned me. And that's where I learned how to ski by basically just, you know, falling out of it. So, like, when I tell that story, that is the the place that
1: I'm talking about. Nah, it was great. Uh, I loved it out there. I might go up again tomorrow. Um, We'll see.
0: Oh, so you're just making day trips out for, for, uh, for each one of these. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like
1: an hour and a half drive up there. Like, you know, it's not terrible. It's not the best, but, you know, it's not terrible. It's doable.
0: Love to hear man. Okay, well, we got King Wabi back up with us on stage.
2: King Wabi, how is it going tonight, sir? Now, let me tell you something, Khalil. Let me tell you something. I'm feeling like the cream of the crop. You want to know where that is, sir? Let's hear it. Well, I found this interesting uh, thing on Qcoin a couple of weeks back, and I was mentioning it on my spaces. Um, if anyone has, like, you know, any issues navigating the NFT space, KuCoin actually has this thing called uh, NFT ETFs, and it basically it basically denominates uh, the NFT uh, on a USDT pair, but not to the exact ETH denominational. And, you know, they got listed late last year, and I managed to be in in, in a few positions, and mainly the blue chips and Khalil. Some of these things are like up 10x, dude. Like the the board ape ones, they're up pretty much 10x. And um, I also have the pudgy penguins ones, although I do have some pudgy penguins. Um, and I also have some like sappy seals and some wonkies as well. Wink, wink. Um, I I I wanted to play around with it because like there, there's just no way I'm spending like you know like over 50 grand for like an nft I'm, I'm never doing that and you know it's just mind-boggling dude there's always a bull market somewhere and i think individuals that are mainly into like DeFi or you know like to do derivatives trading there's always some sector in this asset class that's going to provide opportunity and um even with these ai tokens man some of them are up 20x like Khalil, if you remember uh, AGIX from 2017, you know, the guy with the crazy curly hair, and he was on Joe Rogan and everything, and I mean, it's good, man, I'm feeling great, I'm feeling absolutely hyped, and um, yeah, dude, uh, thank God for for another day, thank God for another day, and uh, happy to see that you appeared up on the little spaces thing up on my timeline, and Saw you were saw you just opened up a space and I'm like yeah let me just uh, go here and talk some shop with the guys. Uh, just gotta wait for uh, for the BTC chart guy and um, the PP profile from Pudgy Penguins, the community manager guy, and um, also your boy. He's like like I, I forgot his profile name, but it's like C80 or 80 host something like that. 80 Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Got to wait for him. And then uh, the croc father or the stonk father, whatever he goes by now. And, yeah, dude, I mean, it feels great to be back in a bull market. Uh, To to be honest, dude, like, I'll always be grateful for that, man. 2022 was uh, quite a shitstorm. Quite a shitstorm, man. So, yeah, man. How how about yourself? How are you doing, brother? Doing well. That is interesting, though. So, uh, are you talking about
0: on, on KuCoin they've got, like, the um, you know for their quote unquote yeah. NFT ETFs, they've got things like the high penguins or you know the high yeah, swiggle yeah. like and that type of stuff. Yep, dude, I'm telling yep. you, it's interesting. Yep. Like I am looking at those, and yeah, you know, like that's the type yep. of stuff that I'm talking about. As far as yep. I haven't looked to what exactly compromises those. I mean, I mean, they may be something similar to
2: what it's like a call option. I think I think it's like some, something like akin to. Uh call option in my opinion well okay so Uh, like i'm looking at it for instance
0: chromie squiggle chromie squiggle high squiggle is an erc 20 token representing one one millionth ownership of one squiggle in the meta swap pool of fraction protocol for each squiggle added to the pool the total supply of high squiggle will increase by one million um in contrast for each squiggle redeemed from the pool the total supply of the high squiggle will would decrease by 1 million so it looks like you know in a sense it's just a centralized fractional play on some of these different nfts so the only thing that i'm you know i'm looking at here like i can't tell whether or not do they have futures available for it I mean, either way... I, I, would, not, I would not touch Futures, Khalid. No, I wouldn't I would either. Not. I, like, that, I'm just looking and yeah, seeing yeah. how far out they've built each one of these. Because, you know, you can tell Spot is barely, you know, like, the liquidity on it. I mean, actually, it's got a little bit more volume than I thought it would. Um, but, nah, I mean, it's still not much now that I'm looking at. Uh, I mean, so it, it's light on volume, but it, it, it does show, I think, that This is a step, right? When we're talking about steps, there are different um, exchanges that are working on ways to bring this type of price action for traders um, for NFTs. And like, this is a perfect example. I I didn't even know that they had this. So it's, you know, kind of cool, even though it seems like it's pretty early with it. Um, Pretty cool development. I hadn't seen that at all.
2: Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it it was quite fascinating, uh, to see it just lately over the last two months, I've been, you know, doing more deep diving into these web three slash NFT spaces. And, um, it was mainly following this one guy, Wob, how I found out about, like, you know, some, some, yeah, the Wob.eth. Is the name yeah, of yeah, Wob.eth, like Sefi Seals Wob. 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 Yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I'm trying to get into contact with him, dude. Um, I, I I do work for a fund, and like I'm trying to get in contact with him to like kind of get him one on one and see if uh you he can help fund um what he's trying to do with Pixelverse, but I, I'm not I'm not uh, sure how I would go about that because he's 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 pretty much like terminally on Twitter Spaces, so <laughs> him actually yeah yeah yeah, and, it, and it's kind of tough, dude, because I'm sure he gets like a ton of like dms and all that stuff but um i am looking to to like uh fund individuals uh like him that you know are just part of the part of the community and and always like giving back and trying to do multiple projects at once um and being an entrepreneur like you know how it's like trying to build something from the ground up you know what i mean it's it's a it's a lot of work so um yeah man good to good to be here how are you doing, Rooster? Good to see you, man.
1: Yeah, doing well, sir. How are you doing?
2: Euphoric, <laughs> euphoric, <laughs> like absolutely euphoric, dude. And like when I when I woke up to the psyops today, um, like first I missed a space. I was supposed to go on crypto banter, and I missed that um, due to some like time zone differences and. Then, like when I saw how like my entire timeline was like, oh gosh, what's Jerome Powell gonna say? What's Jerome Powell gonna say? And like I'm like, man, this is just a psyops dude. Let me fucking long. <laughs> so, so I I, I just longed the uh, I, I longed this one token INJ, and like it it, it pumped uh, from like a little under four dollars to like four bucks and thirty cents. So. Like, I, I didn't even go that heavy on leverage. It was just, like, a 2X. So, that was all right, man. Um, and Powell was like, oh, this time is different. And people fell for the PSYOP. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just it's just hilarious, man. Same thing that happened in December, right? Uh, Kaylee, I'm not sure if I told you this story, but I had actually found that you, you're actually able to email the Federal Reserve. So, I... <laughs> I told a friend of mine to make a bot to just send in a ton of emails to the federal reserve saying, um, if they can ask uh chairman Powell, uh, what does he do to start off his day? And what does he eat for breakfast? And if you go to that uh, footage from that, from that random meeting in early December, that's exactly what they asked him. And I'm, and, and he laughed. And me and my boys were just like dying laughing. So, um, you know, life has been pretty entertaining over the last few months. After like, you know, those two months of hell last year in May and June. Oh, definitely, man. I, you know, I love to hear it. I like, I love
0: people coming on stage and just having a general sense of euphoria. Though, in general, like that, that's the type of energy that feeds me to keep going with this type of stuff. So, definitely appreciate your commentary with that, man. You know, I, again, I appreciate you also showing me that thing too. With I am very, very interested with every single vehicle that is being developed by centralized exchanges for mediums of trade for NFTs. Because I've said it a million times, but I really do believe that's going to be the vehicle for onboarding a bunch of the CT masses to the NFT spot game, right? You know, because there are a lot of people that just are too lazy to actually do anything on chain and they claim that they don't understand how nfts work yet they do all this trading with the underlying assets that the nfts are built on for the actual price action um, for those assets but then you start to realize okay these people aren't so interested necessarily with the tech as they are with just the speculation side of it so if you start to add more vehicles for people to speculate, more liquidity for these different um, NFTs, then you're starting to add more interest to the overall spot market as well. And I think it's just part of the general market maturing. It's something that we're going to see rapidly progress over the next couple of years because there's just so much opportunity for these centralized exchanges to capitalize on the momentum of what's happening in the NFT marketplace because NFTs really are the viral aspect of, you know, right now of web three of what's happening. Like they are the thing that I think is really, you know, the first mainstream application um, killer dap that we've seen. So, you know, I, I love to see people trying to be creative with this type of stuff. Like I, I just looked at it though. Like for instance, the, um, the squiggles contract, like they're, you know, it's supposed to represent one, one millionth of a squiggle. So I I like back calculated it, you know, there's a little bit of a premium trading on each one of these right now. So like, I think it back calculated to about 17 E and squiggles right now are about 14 E. So you're trading with a little bit of a premium, but that happens a lot of the time with these different fractionalized type vehicles and other assets as
2: well. Yeah, dude. Yep, yeah, I, I I got pretty pumped, and um, back when we were back when we were having a space a couple of weeks ago, um, I had mentioned to you like, man, this is pretty much like 2017 all over again with some of these NFTs, and uh, you know things like Miladies and uh like Pudgy Penguins, they were up over a hundred percent against uh against Ethereum, and you know people are just they're, they're just trading Bitcoin again. And it reminds me a lot of 2019 where, like, people are just like, oh, like, fuck alts, right? I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to trade Bitcoin, right? And I think that people are becoming complacent and they're not making the effort to seeing that, you know, there are other sides of this asset class. Like in DeFi summer, even though to us it was DeFi summer, right? Like the majority of people were just trading Bitcoin and Link for the most part and that's why like some of these DeFi tokens right um ran up like 20 30x and even the speculative alts uh like ren Republic the protocol they ran up like a ton and all they were was some token to be used as a bridge and like the bridge isn't even fully there because polka Dot, to my knowledge still hasn't even rolled out their entire ecosystem so a ten, baby.
3: a ten. Yeah.
0: i remember that one forever, <laughs> dude, man. Like, dude. yes. There is so yeah, many man. meme sayings like that from yeah. those shit coins back in the day. Um Yeah, dude. But hey, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it over to a couple of our other speakers real quick. Um so Poopity was the next person that came up here on stage. Poopity, don't think that I've had you up here before, bro. I love it whenever I've got people with random, stupid names like that. And when I say stupid, you know what I mean. Like, a name you're never going to call somebody outside of a Twitter space. So, you know, stupid, genius, whatever it is, left side of the bell bell curve, right side of the bell curve. It's both. And I love it, man. So, you know, I really hope that your energy matches the name. You do have in your description number one co host F you with the middle finger. Um let's see what that's actually made of. Welcome up to the stage. How are you doing tonight, Poopy?
3: What up, buddy? Happy Tuesday, Titty Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, man. Shit, been over here like parting it up with the uh, fucking food and shit, man. You know, always got the vibes. You know, we're trying to see what the fuck is going on, man. Like that's the thing. You know, people, people count um, NFT motherfuckers out right now. And, like, right now the liquidity is literally being sucked out of the NFT market because we're fucking going into the coin market. There's a lot of coins fucking mooning. If you really want to know, go and look at the AI coins, either long them or short them, whatever the fuck you want to do, you guys. But we got movement. We got fucking money flowing, you guys. This is what's about we are about the fucking money
0: yo poopity i'm not gonna lie man rarely in my life have i met somebody up on stage where i feel like both their name their pfp and their voice worked so harmoniously together as yours did like you know if i were to guess the energy that you were going to bring to the table right there. Like the voice matched the PFP and the name to the T.
3: Have you ever gotten that? Hope? Yeah, man. We're just trying to make fucking money out of here, man. You know, that's, that's the whole, we're going to fudge shit. We're going to like moon shit. We're going to like do all kinds of stuff out here, man. People did not even know what we're going to do.
0: It sounds like you don't know what we're going to do either, but I love it. Um, Dr. Solana, welcome up to the stage, man. How's it going? Welcome
2: back. How are you tonight? Yo, yo, what's going on, my brother? Uh, Doing well. Just uh, vibing in on your spaces. I enjoy the late night spaces here on the East Coast and uh, always supporting Wonky Stonks. Uh, They're inevitable, as we're uh, talking about, and uh, onboarding one new person every day. So uh, doing my part. It's not much, but it's honest work.
0: Yo, know, I mean if you can actually onboard one new person every single day to a project like legitimately it only takes a few people doing that and you've you know throughout the course of a year turn something into you know a I don't know into a movement right like it doesn't take very long before that happens. So, you know, people joke about that. It's kind of like the 1% returns thing as much as the 1% a day returns is a complete meme because who is going to consistently be able to just nail that 1% trade every single day without any losses in between. But, you know, it's a concept though, that shows you that like, you know, by doing something that seems so little that you can have big results that end up coming out of it. If you actually apply that. Um, So i love it again. 100%. Anybody up here watching the uh, the Lakers Thunder game right now? Watching Braun try to get the scoring title.
3: Do we want to watch losers, bro?
0: You we really want to watch losers. I mean, I guess yeah. Like we're talking about it. Both those teams do have losing records. So, that, uh, hey, but I mean, he needs four more points. Four more points to break the record, which is pretty crazy. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. I'm a big basketball fan, so I appreciate seeing this type of stuff. And, you know, like, I think it's one of those things, too, when you've witnessed greatness for so long, you don't mind continuing to see that greatness play out. Like, you know, at this point, it's one of those things. It's going to happen, Right. So being able to actually witness it happen is pretty cool because it's going to take a long time, even with the way people are scoring right now in the NBA, for anybody to be able to break that record.
2: Katie, okay. okay, do, I do have a question, man. How All right, Pete, think, Kobe. How, how do you think these, uh, these listing processes go for these NFTs, man? Uh, I am aware that there is a derivatives exchange, where you can long and short nfts but the thing is is like if you have even one person list uh like a profile picture on say like OpenSea or whatever and they list it below like the floor price that you're longing you get liquidated just from one person and it doesn't even have to be a whale so nft derivatives are like very gnarly but i am interested in how and how these things get listed Right. Because they, they pull back just like options do. Right. Like if if there is like a five percent market wide pullback, there's usually 30, 40 percent corrections on these things. And I remember doubling down um, when the board apes one pulled back by like 40 percent. And, you know, now it's up over 200 percent. Like that reminds me a lot of uh, things like options as far as the volatility aspect goes, because when we look at the board, ape uh, price floor, it did not do a 200% in UST denomination relative to its ETH pair. Right. Hey, we're, we're talking a collection that has a floor price of like multiple tens and tens of thousands of dollars.
0: Well, Guave, I'm going to cut you up real quick. So from my brief, 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 brief look at the KuCoin contracts that you're talking about right now. You know, from the looks of it, I would almost compare it to a GBTC type of vehicle, right? Where GBTC has X amount of Bitcoin um, that each share represents. And occasionally, you know, it, it trades at a premium or it trades at a discount, just depending on the flow of the market and how everything's going with that. You know, like there are management fees in that process that are taken out of it. Um, that are extracted from, you know, whatever the value of that token is. So I think that's one of the things that's potentially incorporated there with those. But I mean, one thing in general that you're going to get with these type of markets as they're developing, and it's the same thing with a lot of the shitcoin markets that you see, you know, saw slash C, especially whenever, you know, perps came out across the board, you would see the ridiculous candles pop up because a lot of them were easily manipulated and it didn't take much to really be able to move them. You know, whenever you've got such thin books and lower market cap, um, lower market cap projects and tokens, like, yeah, it's easy to move that type of shit. So I think that that type of volatility is just natural, especially in a developing market. So, you know, there's some opportunity there but you're capped as far as how much you're really actually able to extract from that, you know, so you can do it with smaller, smaller increments on those type of vehicles, but you're not going to be able to trade those type of um, assets that you're looking at with large size.
2: My bad. I actually muted everybody. Good. I, I think I just got lucky in that, in that retrospect, um, I stopped paying attention to, like, macro stuff after, you know, FTX got shut down and Sam Bankman-Fried was on Spaces. He was literally on Spaces while he was playing World of Warcraft. But James just did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I just said, fuck it, dude. Like, it's just time to punt a few things, man. And after, after I think there was, like, some stupid-ass fed meeting, um in the middle of january and then like bitcoin closed a week with another double digit green candle and i'm like fuck this dude i'm gonna fu- I'm, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ape so i bought canto um i didn't bridge though I'm, I'm too much of a pussy right now to to do that right now but i got Canto at 20 cents and i'm just gonna hold that shit for two years i'm tired as fuck trying to like looking at old men for signal like dude drone power doesn't have to do shit and like the market will continue to be irrational and let, let's fucking squeeze these bears to be honest man like i don't know why would you, you you would be bearish on crypto after such a horrible year man it was so bad man like it was terra and then, like, buy and Voyager. Like, <laughs> Celsius geez, 3AC? Yeah, oh, you yo. put on the
0: list. It was... Gosh, man. 2022 was absolute carnage. Like, I'm thinking back to it. 2018, I remember thinking 2018 was rough. 2018 was rough because 2018 was just boring. You know? Like, you really didn't have too many you know, major catastrophic black swan type events that happened. It was just super, super boring. I mean, yeah, you had the massive crash there at the end of the year. Um, And, you know, you had, I think some China FUD in the mix, but you know, it was nothing else insane outside of that. Right. Like, so I looking at everything that happened this year. Yeah, man, it was on a completely different level than anything that I had witnessed before. You know, I, I know that people back in the uh, the um, the cycle before can talk about things like Mt. Gox. Um, you know, like, obviously, there was a certain point of the cycle where Cryptopia had a massive hack. Um, and Cryptopia, I know some people that lost some on that. But, like, even with Cryptopia, nobody was out there degenning their entire portfolio on Cryptopia. People were just out there, you know, and, like, dude, honestly, Cryptopia was kind of like a DEX before DEXs were really a thing. It wasn't a DEX, right? But, like, the type of shit coins that you could access on there, nobody else would list them. They were only the type of tokens that would actually have popularity on things like PancakeSwap and Uniswap later on down the road. I mean, you could literally buy things like Gay Token and... Fuck token and go down the list of the different things. I mean, heck, I I remember being conned into thinking that things like, um, like mothership was going to be a big deal. I remember mothership launching on there.
2: Oh god! That, <laughs> yeah, like everybody
0: got wrecked on mothership, bro. I, like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah do, but, you, do you remember? Do uh, you remember uh, Wan Chain? It was like one of the mo- yeah, most. It was one of the most hyped ICOs, and I mean, it did great off the bat, and I did like a 4X on that, but the thing is, is like, the top of Wanchain was literally when that Dustin guy announced that he was going to leave to do like a security tokens exchange, and then like, when I saw Andre leave Phantom, I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh, what does this remind me of, you know what I mean? And like my whole thesis was like, all right, 2022 is going to be exactly like 2018, right? Breakdown at the start of the year, spring rally, then just mega dump uh, from late spring into the early summer, summer rally, a destruction of volatility, and then a breakdown at the, uh, at the end of the year. But I did not fucking expect stable coins to go to zero. I did not expect two top 10 uh, cryptos to... One of them go to zero and the other one like lose 98% of its value. I did not expect pretty much every single like FinTech app where you can do these little borrowing lending things to go down. So it was like, you even had tethered GPEG by like 15%. So just hiding, there was really almost nowhere safe to hide for a while. Cause you even got that silvergate slash USDC FUD and I tried so hard to try to make a grasp of what was going on and I just quit, dude. I'm just like, fuck it, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, pray and hope that like USDC doesn't go to zero or that Bitcoin doesn't go to zero. And you know, the fact that I was feeling like that, like I wrote it down on, on one of my tweets, just like writing a little journal and also on an actual journal saying my thoughts and, I, I I for the first time was actually like, Am I fucking freaking out? Am I flooding myself out? And yeah, dude, sometimes it's gonna be like Oh oops. my bad, man. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm I'm just gonna say sometimes it's just gonna be like the fucking COVID crash, so um Yeah, you, you never know, sometimes. man. You
0: never know. With a bunch of that th- like <laughs> a lot of the dude, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sitting here right now. And I'm looking at this – I know LeBron breaking the scoring record was a huge deal, right? Like monumental, big thing. But they're making production of it in the middle of the game. Like the third quarter, they still have a quarter left to play. And they've got the entire court full of press, full of people that are storming and talking to him. He's literally talking to the crowd right now you know, with a mic, he's up there talking about what it means, taking pictures with everybody, Kareem's up there, Adam Silver is. And as much as I respect that, like, I think there's a time and a place and you've got to respect the team that you're playing, go on with the normal cadence of the game and celebrate all that after the game is over, right? Like, I'm sorry, this is completely off topic here. But it's kind of frustrating. It's one of those things. I mean, I get it. I get what's happening here. But again, they're making just an entire production in the middle of a game that's like not finished yet. And yeah, anyway, that's my rant.
4: Yeah, there's something about that's cloud chasing for you, bro. You know, celebrating too early, right? Uh, I've seen like so many times where, you know, people celebrated early. It looked like they were going to be like the clear cut winner and then boom they lose right so like yeah you're saying there's still so much of this game left save the celebration for later right
0: (laughs) oh that's what i'm saying i want to watch the rest of this game now just to see the lakers lose (laughs) like i really want them to lose much left after
2: this
4: manifesting that
0: yeah man manifesting that so i'm curious anybody up on stage um have you guys been keeping up with the ordinals btc nft drama oh
4: yeah it's been interesting like i've uh I've been kind of, like, trying to stay on top of it. Like, I do a Twitter space called uh, Wascast on my alt, Mr. E. And it's kind of funny because, like, we did a space about the the ordinals and all that. So, like, I feel like I have kind of an understanding of it. Like Like, if too long didn't read sort of thing, it seems like every Bitcoin has sats. And each sat is mined in a certain order. And they have a sequential number assigned to them thanks to Taproot, it sounds like. And then you can inscribe like images and things like that onto the ordinals. And actually it sounds like somebody inscribed the, the entire game Doom onto, onto it. So you can actually play Doom on Bitcoin, which is insane. Uh, and then there's uh, the Taproot Wizards with uh, Udi Wertheimer. They seem to be the only legitimate project I've seen so far. Like there's been a bunch of scammy looking ones, but that one seems pretty funny. And and if you go to taprootwizards.com, it's just a link to their uh, their their discord and then you can get in there like they got a pretty funny vibe there's a lot of guys in there like lord bogdanov and and those guys so like yeah it's pretty pretty fun vibe so far (laughs) but it sounds crazy because i guess like in order to actually get one of the nfts you have to run an entire bitcoin node um so i'm kind of learning on how to do that now which is funny because i never would have thought of running a a node but now this nfts on bitcoin is kind of like re-inspired me to get involved right so i think that maybe could be a good thing for bitcoin what do you guys think
2: is that built on taro dude um i i I know i know lightning tried passing that and it went through but to my knowledge i think they're like in testnet i'm not sure if uh those markets are live now but it's kind of funny that you mentioned some of those names because i recall hosting a space um over the holiday season last year and a lot of those guys were just saying oh no nfts and defi that would kill bitcoin that would like destroy the nation state something bitcoin is like a monetary store of value it's a global hedge liquidity index or w- whatever the shit they were calling it and now you know you have these profiles getting like 800 900 people on their spaces just from having bitcoin ordinals and um what's the other one dude inscriptions and it's these bitcoiners that you've never heard of but like you know they've always been for DeFi, but only if it's on bitcoin and let me tell you something dude like community is everything when it comes uh, to this ecosystem especially nfts and those people have the personality of a fucking goldfish And I don't think it's going anywhere, to be honest,
0: bro. But the thing is, listening to a bunch of like I was listening to for a couple of hours to one of these spaces earlier, and it was just ridiculous hearing the hearing the reasoning behind like the pure Bitcoin masses that are against these for. Why they think that anybody that is involved with them are just scammers and they're pure evil. And one of the guys made the... Eventually, he came to this conclusion. He said, you know what? It is a free market, right? Like, it is open, um, permissionless blockchain, right? Like, you know, people are free to transact however they want to transact. But everything that's an NFT is a scam, and it is just introducing more scams to Bitcoin. And it's tainting the blockchain by doing that, and it's making it more expensive for people that want to do what it's actually intended for. And here's my whole thing with that it's, you know, like, I guess here's the other thing is like, and you're buying something that doesn't exist, like, whenever you're saying an NFT, bro, that is literally the Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger type argument against Bitcoin, is that people that are Bitcoin, you know, that hold Bitcoin are buying something that doesn't exist, right? They're buying a coin that doesn't exist. There's nothing, quote unquote, backing it. And, you know, like, so for somebody to go and then translate that argument now toward NFTs and say, hey, you know, this NFT doesn't exist. Like, it is the worst argument, the most self-defeating argument that I think any Bitcoin maximalist could potentially use, but they're going out there and using it anyway. I, I, I think it's just, absolutely hypocritical but you know here's my thing overall it really does make me more bullish on bitcoin than i have been in a very long time because it's been a long time since there's been a narrative that i feel like has brought a lot of new attention to bitcoin that we haven't seen in a while and yeah you know like this is the first thing that i can really think of in a long time that's just new exciting you know brought some drama to the space and at the end of the day (laughs) a little bit of drama is good
2: yeah yeah it brings in it brings in liquidity and i i throw you on that dude it reminds me i mean i wasn't even alive at the time but it's kind of like it's kind of like being an early tech investor right in the 80s when the nasdaq was like barely at 200 and some old geezer is saying listen here son you need to invest in the dow jones industrial index don't go ahead and try to speculate and gamble on that internet technology stuff. And like they pretty much footed you out from uh from like a 25x. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of feel that these Bitcoiners, right? The the individuals that think they're onboarding more people into the industry, I think that's how they are. They're turning into the gold bugs of the space, you know, and with the slightest hint. Of some drama, you know, you'll have these bitcoiners pop up a space, invite a bunch of boring macro old geezers to talk about how like the S and P is going to eighteen hundred and Bitcoin's going below a thousand because something in grayscale, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I still think even if people haven't positioned themselves in this market, I still think it's somewhat early within this cycle um but i mean in my opinion you only you only have like 14 months because of the halving and once that gets rolling i mean i think anyone who starts buying around here as far as like some sectors right like the nft sector they're gonna be up i think like easily 500 plus percent you know what i'm saying
4: so that's really interesting too and yeah, how you man. guys talk about like you know the maxis um yeah because it seems like the the culture seems to be completely split between the, you know like the, the pro nft bitcoiners and then the, the anti-nft bitcoiners and and it's funny because i have some friends that are actually like they used to be maxis and i guess like even udi udi used to be like a big maxi is what it sounds like and 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 i i respect people that like you know used to be maxi and then they opened up their mind and and you know, like explored the tech a little more because I had a friend, I have a friend who's like said he got into Bitcoin cause he really respected the tech and all that. But then when he started like, you know, when the, when the groups of people that were like, Hey, can we put pictures on the blockchain? Can we do this digital trading card that, thing that Satoshi was talking about in that post like a while back, then they suddenly were like, no, 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 we can't do that. Right. So like now you've got the maxis that are like opening their minds up and they're really embracing this, this, uh, you know, like this, this taproot, uh, whatever you want to call it, inscription, you know, uh, situation. So, like, I think that's really, really cool. That, And I respect anybody who can admit, okay, I was wrong. Like, there is a use for this, right? And some of those guys are pretty funny because they're just like, like, looking back, they're like, you know, the way I wanted Bitcoin was just to, like, to do nothing. I didn't want to trade it. I didn't want to, I just wanted to sit there and collect value, right? But where's the fun in that? So now at least, like, it sounds like people are having fun again with Bitcoin, Right. And so, yeah, it sounds pretty cool.
0: Yes, dude, that's the that's the thing. Like people are having fun again. But on top of that, I'm telling you, man, even just this fun narrative that the Maxis are having with the people that are having fun and that are actually exploring the new use cases that are being developed. um, There is now the whisper of "Ooh, will there have to be a potential fork? that happens down the road and as much as i don't think it is realistic that, that actually happens from this issue i do think that the contention behind it might actually again there is just going back to the previous forks that we've had forks have actually been an incredibly bullish thing for bitcoin price action do i think that it's going to result in that no i still don't But I'm telling you, just like the overall speculation and the interest derived around that is something to keep an eye out for. And it's still incredibly early because so far they've only had a little over 10,000 inscriptions. Um, And if you're looking at the overall NFT ecosystem on ETH and even a lot of these other shit coins that are out there, that's barely anything, right? So as far as where this is actually going to go... Nobody really knows right now. So it really is exciting. It's kind of the Wild West. You know, as far as why I've always been bullish on ETH NFTs, I've talked about it before. You go to where the security is, you know, where the prestige is. ETH has always been, in my opinion, the most secure, most prestigious blockchain to be able to host any type of NFT on. And, you know, the only thing that would potentially outdo that is bitcoin now you know there are a few more limitations i think the actual applications you can do with those nfts with btc versus with eth potentially but you know that doesn't mean you know if you're looking purely from the historical and the art collecting and that type of perspective i you know it's up there with the best right as far as places to do it so it's super exciting I think both for Bitcoin, um, and and also for the NFT marketplace as a whole, right? You know, it's bringing back some excitement to the game, and all this excitement and all this energy and all this conversation rotates back into other places. The market eventually, it all ends up feeding into each other.
4: Oh, absolutely, and I, you know, I think I think some cool things too that we're starting to see is yeah, like like you were saying, you know, it was kind of like you know, ETH was kind of like the 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 standard for like hosting NFTs or whatever, right? There was that prestige, right? And, you know, if you look at how NFTs are kind of like, I guess, hosted, you could say on ETH, like there's either the ones that like point to IF, uh, IPFS that are like externally hosted, but then there's also like the ones that are hosted on storage contracts via, uh, you know, SVG images that, that store all the metadata and all that. Um, so those are like truly on on the blockchain. Um, but then it's kind of interesting to think that, Maybe now uh, even ETH, NFTs could potentially be stored on Bitcoin, right? Maybe somebody could like inscribe a collection and have their Ethereum token point to that on Bitcoin somehow. And now you have a whole other use case for Bitcoin instead of people needing IPFS. And, you know, it might be a little too expensive right now at the beginning, but maybe that's something that scales as we start to see like uh, marketplaces and things like that open up and it become a little more user friendly. No, it's an interesting
0: concept, man. Um, But I'm all for it, you know. And again, another thing, too, like looking at all this for Bitcoin and for like everybody, there's always been the question of what happens as the block reward continues to diminish, to incentivize miners, to continue to, um, you know, to continue to validate. And and like, you know, what is the reward structure? And it all comes back to fees. And here's something that, you know, actually does add as far as incentivizing, um, you know, more fees for the network, which overall, I like, I think it's something that, you know, again, with all, like, I think there is nothing when it comes to an open permissionless, whenever there's a killer app that's discovered, there's no issue with it, right? Like it's only positives in my opinion. So I'm, I'm excited about it, man. I haven't really done anything with it yet, but I I am excited about
4: the conversation actually happening. Oh yeah, exactly. And like one one thing like a friend of mine was saying too is he's like, you know, the, the big thing that, that he's having fun with right now is just being like an inscriber and like inscribing NFTs for people because like there's not many people who know how to do it. So that could be like a potential, you know, if you, lucrative opportunity for people right now who just want to inscribe things for for collections and whatnot. And it's kind of funny too, because like, it seems like it's kind of gives me like early Bitcoin vibes in a sense, because like, I mean, I wasn't around during the early days of Bitcoin. Um, but, you know, it sounds like there was a lot of trust involved with things like, for example, with these NFTs, it sounds like when you're, when you're doing an NFT auction, there's nothing automated about it. It's like, you have to send your money to whoever's selling the NFT and then they send you the NFT and there's that trust aspect that they won't rug you. Right. So, um it is like the wild west right now so yeah it's it's kind of interesting how it's all going down (laughs) no it is interesting rooster
0: what do you think about all that
1: uh i mean i haven't looked into it too much myself i mean it, it all sounds interesting i do not know any information to be able to input like any logical thoughts behind it to be honest so I, uh, yeah, it's fair enough, man. My uh, time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot, right? And you know, my time has been mostly spent in uh, ETH NFT spaces. Um, so,
0: yeah. No, no, no. I like it's fair, man. It, it is funny though. Every single predominantly ETH NFT space that I've seen though is also starting to center around this conversation, um, even though the market itself really hasn't exploded too much right now. It's just a sexy new area, but you know, if anything's going to stick out of sexy new areas that I've seen, I think that this is one that actually will. So it does make it a little bit more intriguing and there is also part of me that whenever Dog Tag brings that up as, "Oh, it feels like early Bitcoin days." I'm like, "Ah, you know, should I should I just go ahead, crack down, spend a bit more time really understanding this now rather than waiting a year and being like, oh, yeah, there was a lot of opportunity, but I sat on my ass.
4: Yeah. See, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now too, right? Like, I'm feeling the same way. And, man, it's like it sucks because as soon as I found out about uh, this, I was, like, ready to get, you know, just go deep into learning how to set up nodes and things. And then, of course, like, my workload at my nine to five, like just picked up. So I'm like, Oh fuck. So like now I'm just like on lunch breaks and stuff. I'm like scrambling to learn as much as I can. But like, I think this weekend I might see if I can set up a note or something like that and just get the ball rolling and, and see where it goes. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah, you know, my friends were all talking about Bitcoin and I didn't bother setting up a note or learning to mine or things like that. Right. So, I mean, I'm like, this is maybe a second chance to kind of jump on some momentum there and And uh, I mean, I'm not really like looking for the the big money aspect right now. I just kind of like want to like learn it, figure it out, get used to it. And then if future opportunities pop up, at least I'll have my finger on the pulse to jump in. Right. You know, you never know if the wonky stonks uh, set up a Bitcoin derivative. Right. (laughs) I mean, Hey man, you never
0: like, I, I won't even lie. If, if there's ever anything that is actually appealing to me, to launch a project on outside of ETH, it would be Bitcoin. <laughs> like, <laughs> not Soul, not, you know, Canto, not Aptos, like it, it would be Bitcoin. I mean, that is the type of vibe that I resonate with. Um, boomer!
4: So,
2: no, I'm playing. <laughs> hey,
0: you know, you, you call it Boomer and it probably is, but I call it I call Brandy. it having a taste for the finer things in life. He's <laughs> a connoisseur. Yeah. Connoisseur of high taste, <laughs> high value, quality, brand names.
4: That you can trust.
0: That's it, man. That's
1: it.
4: Yeah. So, didn't you know that
1: absolute straight out of Warren Buffett's
2: uh, quotes. Okay. Kaleo, didn't you know, dude, that Aptos is going to revolutionize the entire world, man? We're going to be interacting with NFTs on a daily basis because of Aptos. Come on, man. I thought it was Bro, everything
0: though. is going to revolutionize. Like, every <laughs> single thing is going to revolutionize the world. There is nothing that is not going to revolutionize the world when it comes to crypto, like, you know that's I, I am still waiting to go and like you know buy buy weed with my weed coin that I bought back in 2018. I, I know that it is going to revolutionize the weed industry because they are unbanked, and because of that, you know because Bitcoin doesn't have weed in the name, and because Ethereum doesn't have weed in the name, that they can't transact with Bitcoin or Ethereum, so they have to use Weed Coin or Pot Coin. Um, So I've got a huge bag that's just been waiting for the last five years ready for that because it is going to revolutionize the game. Um, You know, same with my DentaCoin. It's ready to completely revolutionize (laughs) the dental industry. I'm still waiting for when I can (laughs) pay my – yeah, I'm still waiting for when I can pay that next – you know, like I've got my, you know, kids' orthodontics fund ready to go. For, you know, a couple decades from now, whenever I've got some kids and they're ready to get braces, I've got my coin ready for that. How many people, how many people that are boomers, <laughs> Rooster, <what do> <laughs> can say that? You know, we are revolutionizing the world one useless shit coin at a time. Um, yeah, you know, so... All every single thing claims that they are going to do something great to revolutionize the world. You know, I'm not
1: going to lie. Dinacoin sounds like an exact altcoin that a boomer would have.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you guys have your knee already to use your, your smart your smart home and your smart refrigerator and your smart microwave and your smart stove and your smart toilet and your smart bath? Come on, dude! You got to load up on Neo, bro. The smart, the smart economy revolution. Yeah, Neo. Like I mean, Ant
0: shares Neo, the smart economy. Like, you know, oh, dude, all the languages that can be programmed in that. Like, you know, that. Forget about that cruddy Solidity stuff. You know, forget about, like, uh, you know, Neo. You can, you can, literally write and develop in any language that you want. So, you know, it is so bullish. It's, you know, it and ICX, I mean, you've got the Ethereum of China and the Ethereum of South, or of South Korea. I mean, man, it's still just waiting for those to do their thing. But I, you know, I was told about five years ago that they would. So I still believe, right? Like when somebody tells me something, They've got no reason to lie to me for their own benefit whenever it comes to anything in crypto or Web3. Um, so there are a lot of checks that I am waiting to cash right now.
1: Bro, yeah, this guy's in my dx about to give me a board ape for my uh, super guppy. Uh, so, yeah, just don't fade the generosity. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I had one that was offering, you know, I heard that there's somebody out there, Rooster, that is offering 10 Super Guppies for every one that you give them, but you just have to let them hold it for just a little bit.
4: That <laughs> yeah, seems fair, right? <laughs>
2: uh, I, I, super I,
0: I, 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 I have Super Guppies under the FOMO chart dude. collection.
1: You get 10 FOMO chart <laughs> Super <laughs> Guppies. <laughs> guppy, Guppy.
0: Speaking of the FOMO chart collection, the Lakers are still getting their ass kicked right now. And, I mean, they're only down by eight. There's five minutes left, and I love to see it. I, I didn't realize how much I hated everything about what just happened until I witnessed it. I thought it was going to be great. I honestly, I like watching records, and I like watching things that I think inspire greatness. But that was just embarrassing, um, and I now hate it. I hate everything about it.
4: Oh yeah, like the man. There's just been so many times where people have celebrated so early. Like, what was that? That Super Bowl with the Patriots? Like, it was like at, like they were down bad, like twenty three. Oh, you're thinking of War. yeah, and then they totally come back and Matt just crush Ryan, it. Baby. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, can okay, never like celebrate early ever again. Like, <laughs> well, but I mean, even worse than
0: that, honestly, reason. Recently... Well, I'd say worse than that, you, you can't be worse than that considering it was the Super Bowl. But, I mean, the whole Chargers-Jaguars game was pretty dang bad recently. <laughs> so, yeah, never never count your chickens before the eggs hatch. So, I got a, might I got a question that is kind of
1: off the off topic, but back on topic. Um, with the, you know... The open edition has been the obvious meta over, like, the past two weeks, right? And it's gotten to the point where every single thing on IC Tools is some type of open edition derivative. Um, I'm just starting to see it fade away. I was feeling like the open edition meta has been getting toppy um, for, like, three days. I said something about it getting toppy, and then people tweeted about it, and then that was like, all right. So it's I'm like sixty percent sure it's getting toppy. People um, called the feet picks top as well, and then, and like a couple hours after that, then Wab tweeted something about some seals open edition, and I was like, okay, I'm like ninety nine percent sure uh, it's getting toppy now. Um, so I'm curious what your thoughts on the what's going to be the next meta to replace the open edition, because I feel like they're starting to fade
0: away. Yeah, dude. I mean, the open edition meta, I, I've said my piece about it before, right? Where I think that there can be some solid open editions, but I think as a whole, it just creates a really easy vehicle for more people to introduce trash out there, because the rule of thumb that you should... Just take in general, not just with NFTs, but with just about anything in life is like at least 90% of what is going to be published and put out there is probably going to be trash. You can probably up that to maybe 95, 98, even percent, 99%. I don't know. Probably even 99 out of 100 of these are going to be pure trash. And what open editions do is they just allow a lot. They facilitate the minting process of a lot more, a lot quicker. So what that means is that, hey, there could be more winners that do continue to emerge from this, but there will be so many losers in the process that it does probably fatigue the meta. Um, So as far as what the next meta is, I don't know, man. I mean, it could be the Bitcoin ordinal stuff. Um, And, you know, I think what Dog Tag said some type of ETH integration with ordinals is a really interesting concept. So maybe something with that. But here's the issue right now that I'm seeing as far as some of that stuff being the next meta. What makes something a meta? What makes something a meta is being able to go viral quickly, getting people to talk about it, and you know, being able to replicate that idea and process and roll it out. So I don't know for sure if that would be considered the next meta or not. I'm I'm not really sure right now, man. I'm not sure what it rotates to after open editions, but I mean, I don't think open editions are going to go away. Um, It's just a, it's just too easy for people to, to be able to release stuff out there. And again, you know, Doesn't mean everything's going to be trash. Probably is going to be the same proportion as other, you know, other types of NFT projects. It just happens on a bigger scale. Bro, they can never just, like, let you have, you know, like, something nice. Like, as
1: soon as one thing gains attraction, then you got, like, 1,500 different people, like, just cranking out useless, like, piece of shit derivatives of it and just like completely burn it out you know it's like when there's like a catchphrase that comes on and then like everybody like keeps saying it over and over again and there's a new song and like the the radio plays it 45 times an hour right Like, and it just burns out so quickly like couldn't have you know just a couple nice things with Jack's open editions no we had to have 15,000 other projects come and just flood the market and then completely oversaturate
4: it and burn you out um oh rooster man you, you're totally nailing it there like even even in like the music industry like i used to make music um and it was kind of like you know around the time when like skrillex was coming out and it felt like every week there was some new meta like oh now it's uh it's not trance music it's club music that like has like this bongo drums or whatever right And it's like okay and then next thing you know it's like oh now there's like the skrillex sounds and all that so you could never just have something nice Where it's like, I like this sound, right? Because you always had to be chasing some, you know, trend or some fad or whatever, some meta. And uh, it feels the same kind of way here, uh, like in the NFT space, right? But it's kind of funny because I've, like, I launched my my dog tag collection uh, in October 2021. And, like, I've just been, like, I've just had an open mint the whole time. I didn't, you know, I didn't, like, people kept coming up and saying, oh, now you got to do a free mint. Oh, now you got to do additions. You got to do this and that. I just kept kept it real, right? And and I find that doing that has actually been pretty cool because people come back to me, and you know, I get fairly consistent mints. And people are like, oh, cool, you just your metadata updated immediately. I was able to buy an NFT. There's a pseudo swap liquidity pool that I can like return it to and get my money back if I want. So it's like, I don't. Ha- like, I feel like if you sit back, you can be like a rock in the river while everyone's flowing past you with all these fads and this meta. And at the end of the day, people come back to the stuff that's like wonky songs, right? You guys aren't, you guys aren't doing anything crazy or wild. You're just vibing out. Right. And people will come back to that when they get bored of like sitting in spaces, talking like gremlins or or whatever they do. Right. Um, Like the real stuff I think will last. And I, I do think those ordinal things are a cool idea, but like, I agree. I agree with what Kaleo said is that it's almost too complex for most people to get into that. I don't think it could maybe be the next meta. Right. So maybe the next meta is just people go back to something that's like real. Right. That's, that's not meta, right? right? Like, you
0: know, I, I, I think it will be a niche meta, but as far as, you know, what you're seeing with the mainstream popularity of the, um, open editions, I don't think it will be right. Like, Um, not to say that there won't be lasting value there. I definitely think there will be some incredible lasting value, just a little bit more of a niche community. I think that, you know, what y'all are saying though, uh, the real next meta, I think is rotation back to quality still, you know, right now the open editions have extended this period of kind of the speculative bet that we saw there with some of the really shitty NFTs earlier this month or earlier last month. Um, you know I, and i really think the next meta the next rotation is back to the quality names again so it's that simple right now everybody is still just trying to chase after whatever the next big checks or you know is going to be and eventually people are just going to be burned out of it and where do they rotate back to after they're burned out they rotate back to quality
4: yeah i think dude i love that that's the perfect way hey you guys leadership. i'm going
2: to go now thank you all thank you all for the good conversation Thank you, yeah, Khalil it easy, thank, man. You, thank you, Mister. Thank you, Tag. I'll see you guys. Uh...
4: Hey, King, it was a pleasure, man. Like it was really cool hanging out with you and meeting you, and uh, just through your through your follow, man.
2: No problem. follow. Wait, what? What profile do I follow? Do I follow
4: you, Dog Tag, or
2: Mister E? I get confused.
4: Follow, follow both, just in case, because Twitter loves to like shut my accounts down for no reason, and oh, like I follow- always have to I have to start up from scratch. So at least it's good to have. A backup yeah. that I can be like, okay, these are the guys I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, a I, it was a bitch trying to find everybody. So, yeah, yeah man, yeah. appreciate just Followed you back, man. Uh, Kaleo, if you uh, host a space over the
2: weekend, uh, I'll probably join it. So I'll see you guys in a couple of days if uh, if you guys host one. Peace out. Good night. God bless you. Later, man. All right, man. Take Peace it out, easy. Man. Thanks for joining. Yo, and uh, Kaleo, yeah, and
1: I agree that you said that too because. You know, I've just been – recently my winning strategy has been to uh, follow my, like, first instinct, right, and then just manage my bets and then, you know, scale out accordingly. Um, And it's been, you know, fairly decently uh, profitable. So I've just been, like, kind of trying to pay attention to what my first instincts were. And my first instinct right now in the market is that it's gotten to the point where – the oe meta is getting exhausting and like there's not really anything like shiny and new coming out like the the oe meta was shiny and new but people rubbed it so much that you know it's dull now um so i think people Mm -hmm. are still going to try and you know chase the next one they're going to get burned um while smart money is rotating back into uh legitimate projects um, and, you know, speaking of which, I just bought a, you know, another stonk that I saw drop on the floor like a day or two ago, A um, nice icy blue one. I don't know if you saw that one. Um, but yeah, I'm like stonk shopping. Oh, yeah, man. Right I, no, I definitely did. Yeah. Stonk shopping again right now. Like and personally, I'm not trying to, you know, look for the the next OE, right? The next quick flip uh, at this current moment. I don't think the that there is enough gas. Uh, in the market to make another thing pump like the OEs were pumping at this point in time, um, so yeah, I think you see the solid rise of blue chips and you know high conviction plays continue to rise up, and then you'll see a little bit of profit taken on those, and there might be you know some type of new rotation coming in.
0: Yeah, man, I, and I mean it's something that we'll definitely continue to be on the lookout for, and. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like those are my two big things that I'm really watching right now are the trend as far as like what you're talking about of exhaustion, whether we are going to reach that relative exhaustion for OEs and watch that rotation back to quality continue, which is still a big believer that we're going to see that. And then I'm still really curious on the ordinal side of things, you know, how that does continue to develop, progress. It's effect on BTC, but also it's effect on NFTs and the broader marketplace as a whole. Um, So, gents, with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up tonight's space. Really appreciate y'all for uh, joining. And, um, you know, it's been a solid, solid hour getting back up here. Nick, I'm
4: sorry that I got to do it right as you're getting in the room, man. Didn't want (laughs) to do that to you. Um, oh, man, it's been such a pleasure being up here. I really appreciate like all y'all, like the listeners, the speakers, and uh, I want to give a special shout out to Andy G down there because like yes. that's a like realist. I love that guy, and uh, every morning he's representing the Wonkies.
0: Oh yeah, Andy is a real one, man. Definitely is. A uh, lot of real ones in the room. So if your name wasn't shouted out. Trust me, I see you. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Wonky Stunks are inevitable. Um, you know, appreciate y'all rolling out and we will see you guys probably tomorrow. All right, man. Have a great day,
4: y'all.